This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland. On Saturdays, about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map and 1080thefan.com. Hey, hey, happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful Portland radio listeners. Hope you're having a wonderful start to your weekend. Let's check in with the most important man, Will Darkins. What? What's happening, dude? Dribble, dribble, shoot, shoot. Dribble, dribble, It's time shoot, for shoot. that basketball hoop, baby. Oh, are you talking about uh, the first practice last night for the YMCA pre-K kindy team in Vancouver, Washington <laughs> with Coach Luke Anderson? Is that what you're talking about? What? Oh, brother, you they didn't They let know? you coach? I put on the form, I said, if you need a coach, I'll be happy to coach. And uh, let's just say... We're not winning any championships based oh. on the first practice. Now, what is your philosophy when you're coaching these, what is it? It's four and five-year-olds? Four, five, six-year-olds. Four and five and six-year-olds. What yeah. is your philosophy to get these kids pumped up? Get them jazzed? Yeah. Scream just, at them. Just, just scream. Just go full Bobby Knight. Mm. Let's get let's get in their crotch. Like, figure out what trauma they've had in their past <laughs> and use it against them. Just really get in there. It's like, your parents never loved you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, go after it. It's like, that kid stole your icy pop at daycare because you're a jerk. Look, I know that your friends have probably tried to tease you saying you're adopted and everything. You are. But the truth is, you've been adopted twice. <laughs> 
<laughs> you just didn't remember. Twice. Uh, yeah, no, it is uh we're trying to we're trying to get uh something that looks like a basketball shot, getting something that looks like dribbling, mm. and get something that looks like passing. That's all we're trying to do at that age. Yeah, so is it the heave ho to get the ball in? Because I know that at, at five you can't Short hoops. I mean, they're not getting anywhere. Oh, near. I understand that, yeah. but you can't do the uh, the the one hand like like the normal basketball shot. We're trying- now, look, I don't have a great basketball shot, but I know how you're, to. Uh, you were a good wing guy in your day. Yes, I was a very good wing guy to Kevin Love, as we all know. Your your miming of what a basketball shot is supposed to look like. It's right. It's not great. Look at this. No. The wrist is flicking. I see what you're doing with the wrist. It's a hell of a wrist. Yeah, I'm not worried about the follow-through as much as where mm. the ball starts its journey towards the basket. Yeah. Start it low, start it in front of you. I've got one kid whipping up uh, underhand slingshots, mm. kind of sidearm, underhand, one-handed, like, let's see how far <laughs> I can throw it. He took he took one shot like that yesterday, and he missed the basket. Like he yeah. threw it pretty far. He missed the basket by eight feet. Now you're describing he was, he was two feet from the basket, and he missed the basket by eight feet. You're describing the like labor worker shot of the ball goes to the hip, and then you throw it. Like if, if like for instance, you're moving like bags of meat from one pile to another. You're just heaving. Sure, it. it's kind of like. Uh, it's kind of like somebody bowling for the first time, only they're right. they're trying to bowl into the air. It's you know what I mean. He this kid is just chucking it. So I'm like, all right, let's put your hands under the ball. And let's I'm try supposed to, to hit the push it, stri- push it straight up. The the other kid's got the uh, the old uh, behind the back. This is what my daughter was doing too. And I've got yeah. I've got the twins, so both of them were playing on the team. Nice. Won't say both of them finished practice in a good mood, but both of them were playing on the team. Right. But the uh, the pull the ball all the way behind your head and just whip it up. And that's not a very effective strategy. So we got all the kids. We got all the kids with something that resembled uh, what eventually will be a basketball shot. So we did pretty good there. We got some dribbling. Most of it was just like. Like they were, they thought they were racing dribbling, so they just start bouncing the ball and then run after it the whole time. They'll go dribble. Oh, that's smart. And I'm like, well, it bounced the whole time. <laughs> Certainly, uh, the dribbling practice did not translate to the simulated game action that we had at the end of practice. Yeah. Uh, one kid did not want to participate. He just hung out with his dad the whole time. Yeah. See, this is what yeah. I love so much oh, yeah. about kids' sports is that really anything goes. Now, yeah. the epitome of anything goes is kids baseball because you got them outside and there are numerous distractions, the flowers. Oh yeah. There's a dog somewhere in the park and that kid kind of gets interested. So he starts kind of going outside of the field to play just to give it a pet basketball. I would assume you can control a little bit, a little bit. Uh, All credit goes to my wife. Nice. It is, uh, it is April 15th. Uh, and we are playing basketball. This is clearly baseball season, Hmm. right? This is when you get out and play soccer, and you play you play little league. My wife uh, asked the kids what sport they wanted to play, and they said soccer. And they go, pick an inside sport. It's still a little chilly out there. <laughs> and so they said basketball. And so I was like, I'm not sitting outside watching them run around into soccer. Now the last couple of days have been nice, oh, man. But I will be honest. You know what? The, the nicest thing about the gym because you say controlling the kids, the I, environment. The invite, but that—that's exactly what you're saying. Sure. Like, 
Everybody was a comfortable temperature yesterday I for practice see. number one. Right. So that credit I will give to my wife. All the kids that participate in practice, other than one of my daughters, had a great time. We 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 had an odd number of kids. So we did our passing drill, hmm. and my daughter's like, "Well, I'm passing with you." I'm like, "Okay." I give her like the softest bounce pass I could throw to her, Hit right her through her hands, oh. right into her face. face. Yeah, yeah. You can't bounce pass in this league. There's but too no, much. Yeah. The passes in this league should be like, oh, you bounce. mentioned, it should be like they're, bowling. You should roll them up. on the ground they're and then hand. the kids pick them up. We're working on the chest pass. We're working on the overhead pass. We're working on those things. But yeah, you just caught her right in the nose. And then she was hungry. And then she didn't want to, then she was shy. And it didn't didn't go great. So half the practice, I was holding one of my daughters who's crying while I'm directing the other kids. All the parents show up, just kind of watched. Yeah. I was like, thanks. Uh, yeah. I, I, and I sent out the email. Hey, if anybody wants to help, like assistant coach, no, you're welcome to do it. Not even a response. No. The only response I got was to the welcome to the team email yeah. was, uh, yeah, so and so is not going to be there on Friday. That's She's not great. feeling well. She stayed home sick from school. Well, can you blame them? What the parents? Look, dude, these you are adult have people. kids. Yeah, I, I, I Listen. commend you. You have twins. Yeah, and instead of finding time outside of parenting twins to not be around children. You have elected to put more children into this situation. Here, you are you are immersing yourself in one of the most infuriating activities uh, there is known to man. Yeah, children's fair. sports. Well, here's what I've done. Here's here's what I've done. You you know this about me and in most things in life, I set my expectations r- real low. Yeah. So I don't, I don't go. That's into, why this show is the way it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! How was the show? We got through it. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, we were on air. Yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. You, you know what? Most of the uh, technical aspects of the show worked pretty okay, yeah. and uh, I didn't throw up on myself. So win-win. But I don't, I don't go into a movie expecting it to be the greatest movie that I've ever seen. I don't show up to dinner going, I hope this is the best meal that I ever have, because mm. you're going to be disappointed. Right. So I'm going the, into this expecting kind of what happened yesterday. One kid didn't want to play. Cool. The one daughter had a, you know, a little bit of a negative reaction to taking a basketball to the face. That, understandable. She wanted a Gatorade because she saw there was a Gatorade machine outside. <laughs> wouldn't shut up about it. I'm fine. Listen. <laughs> Everything went about about uh, as well as I expected. I love it. But here's here's where I t- kind of turned the corner on deciding that, you know what? If you need a coach, I'll coach. Because I didn't put, yes, I definitely want to coach. I want to get out there and instill my fundamentals in these kids from a young age so that they can prosper. Have you read my book? <laughs> I'm a sports radio uh, guy. I know sports. I got the JV Coaches Award my junior year basketball. And I, uh, yeah, I did. But that, okay. trust me, I'm not trying Quit to... Quit tr- bragging about it. Hey. That. I've told you. Most improved sophomore season, Coaches Award junior year, cut my senior year. I've All right, told so- you before, if you go get another job, don't put that on your resume. Ready on there. I put it in permanent pen. <laughs> um, So here's where I kind of turned the corner. Is I ran into somebody that uh, I'm, I've never really been friends with. But I, I see him, and he wants to talk to me. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want him to talk to me about me, and I don't want to talk to, to me about him. I go, how are your kids doing? He's one of those guys. Loves his kids. He's like, oh, they're great. They're doing this. Ugh, that. I hate those people. Whatever. You don't have to listen to it because you're never going to see the kids. and you're yeah. gonna, Whatever. So he does his little thing, and then he goes, how are your kids? And I go, fine. They're getting blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, man, I love coaching my kids at that age. And I like my immediate, respo- yep. my immediate response was, that sounds awful. 
Because that was always kind of the thing in my head. I'm like, I don't want to go out there and be the guy that does but then he go, I, I go, I go, man, that's got to be a lot of extra work and kind of what you were saying. It's like, it's more time. Now it's other kids. And he goes, you know what? He goes, there's a couple extra hours with my kids uh, every week and kind of being able to see them watch, interact with their kid, uh, their friends. And I always enjoyed that. And then in my head, I go, man, I go, that's got to be a good way. Because one of the things that I've realized now that the kids are in kindergarten, they're talking about all these kids. And you go, all right, I've kind of got a little beat on what, what these kids' personalities are. What I don't know is which parents are terrible. Which parents are decent people? Oh, they go, you can't tell that from a basketball practice. No, you can't. No. But you can tell it from actually interacting with the parents. So I ask this guy, uh, I, I, go, I go, I go, tell me this. I go, coaching, does it give you a good beat on the parents? He goes, yes. Because <laughs> if you show up to a game and the guy's running up and down the sideline and just yelling, Go, go, Jimmy, get in there, shoot, do that. You're not going to Jimmy's house. Yeah, I don't want you hanging out with Jimmy that way. Why much. not? Jimmy's a winner. Yeah, Jimmy's a winner. Not your kids. Yeah. Jimmy's, I don't see you running Jimmy's going to be the kid that I, play, that I played baseball with that was the best pitcher all the way up until he was 12. Then he threw his arm out and never made it. Never played after that. Now, I will tell you. I, so yeah. that that's kind of where I was. I was yeah. like, you know what? Well, let's see. And all the parents very nice. I will say that. Sure. But there was not a single one that was like, hey, I can clearly see that one of your daughters is crying hysterically while you're trying to coach the rest of the kids. Let me get in there and help with the shooting drill. Right. Not one of them did that. Not saying they're bad people. Would have been nice. Now, I will tell you, you mentioned this parent, right? The one that Jimmy's house. You don't want to go over there. I don't. I, I just don't. I don't want. You don't want to interact. Yeah. There's certain there's certain things you can tell about people with the way they interact with kids sports that'll give me a little insight. Now I will tell you, Kevin loves father, so I can insert myself into his life. Please, uh, uh, his father, because this is true. I did play traveling league basketball with him for like I think three years or so. Sure. So it was a little, it was a little while. Yeah. When you got, got to know the pair, like you're yep, saying, yep, yep. when you when you're on a team consistently, you get to know the parents. Whatever. I will tell you that Kevin Love's dad was that guy. Oh, sure. But he was also this guy, which I'll give him credit to <laughs> now. If he got within earshot of any adult, he would just tell them, oh, Kevin's going into the NBA. Yeah. Like, it's happening. And I remember the time a lot of parents well, were like, would this guy just shut up? <laughs> I mean, now we're all just like, yeah, I mean, he was predicting whatever. Sure. But, like, there are those parents, too, where... They will confidently say their kids are at a certain level. Now, remind me, Stan is Stan, Stan Love. Love. He played professional basketball. He did. He though, played so. for the Lakers yeah. and the Knicks so, uh, yeah, slightly. Yeah. So there's there's also that parent where you kind of go, all right. Like, I, I, I don't know if you remember the name, but some of our listeners will, will remember the name Derek Ravio. Derek Ravio was a uh, Vancouver kid. Vancouver kid played for Gonzaga. Played a lot of European basketball. Uh, wasn't quite big enough to play in the NBA, but he was he was one of those uh, big contributor for some of Gonzaga's early runs when they were still using local kids. Uh, Derek Ravio used to show up to the hoop in Vancouver with his oh. dad, Rick Ravio. I freaking love the hoop. Oh, the hoop was now the hoop in Beaverton was amazing. Is it still there? No, it's gonna... I don't know. But the one all I can tell you is gone. they had a dance there every Friday, and <laughs> they... some of my earliest sexual experiences were at the hoop. That's fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, <laughs> the hoop in Vancouver is now, I think, a mega church. Uh, so some it's appropriate. Are, some people are getting their first sexual experiences there now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but you you have those dads that show up and you're like, oh, clearly you know basketball. Like if that if Stan Love showed up and I'm coaching. That yeah. team, 
I'm listening to Stan Love. Oh, Lord. you're going to relent to him? No, no. Hey, listen, I'm not going to relent, but I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to his stories when he goes, when I was playing for the Lakers, uh, okay, yeah. you have my attention if I'm coaching the basketball team. Yeah. But I'm just saying. it's So for me, I was like, you know what? All of these youth leagues need somebody that can go and not take it too seriously and have fun with the kid. I can do that. Let's go and, like, let's just make this game about fun. I'm like, that's within my wheelhouse. And gives me a chance to spend a little extra time with the kids. And it gives me a chance to realize which parents are scumbags. That's all I'm doing. It's not bad. That's the strategy. That's a, and you know what? A payoff. And you know what? After eight weeks of uh, pre-K kindy basketball, yeah. doesn't work. Never doing it again. Yeah. But I think I'd rather give it a try now than jump into the coaching pool when they're 11 and it really matters. Uh, my brother coached a junior high football team a couple years back. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was actually the one that parents were like, I think he's too intense. Now, they <laughs> yeah. ended up winning their league championship. <laughs> But I went to my brother's games, yeah. and uh, he was screaming on the sideline. The kids loved it. Sure. But the parents, I could Ooh. tell in yeah. the stands, I would kind of look across at some of the parents because I, I started noticing the very first game I went to, it took about five minutes for me to realize, like, oh, he really is into this. Like, yeah. he, he's coaching like he's in college. And I kind of was like, well, I wonder how the parents are reacting. It was all over their faces. Oh, yeah. Like, I got to get this kid out of this league. <laughs> This yep. adult whose kid is not playing in the league oh, yeah. is frightening me. Yeah. And I don't know how to feel about him. Now, Andy, Andy looks completely stand up and fine. And, you know, yeah. he's not a, a, a weird looking gentleman. But you talk to him about football and kids. Game face on. Yeah. He will yeah. get intense in your yeah. ass. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's where we're at. I'm waiting for you to get to that level. I think once you start <laughs> losing games, because you're incredibly competitive, Whoa! once you start Whoa! losing games, Whoa! it's going to shift. You call me competitive? Like the first loss, you'll be like, oh, it's still for the kids. The second loss, you'll be like, well, we could have shot better. The third loss in a row, you'll be like, all right, their asses need to get on the floor and do some wind sprints, because that ain't happening I will, I will go back to the reason I started at pre-K kindy. <laughs> we're not keeping score. Oh, bull crap. We're not keeping score. They're not keeping score. The kids can barely get it to the basket, homie. Dude, see, this is what I'm talking about with this country. <laughs> this this country and these kids in this generation. Friggin' yeah. losers, man. Yeah. They, they take it so easy on these kids. Listen, my kid's making it to the WNBA. Yeah. It's happening. Don't give my kid a trophy if he didn't win. Yeah. Or she. <laughs> We're not keeping score. That, that'll temper it a little bit. <laughs> kind of need, needed that. At least for my first... Foyer into coaching, dude. You'll keep scoring your head. Of course I will. Maybe not in your head, but you'll be like, "Oh yeah, my I daughter, think, I think I'll, we lost that game." I'll have my daughter's stats for sure. <laughs> I'll write them down every time. Like, yeah, you were averaging three assists and six points a game at pre-K kindy. Why are you quitting junior high? Yeah, yeah. Not uh, not hitching my wagon to my kid's athletic future either. I think I'm okay. I hope that when your kids do as twins enter the WNBA. <laughs> And they do a story on you or on them on ESPN all these years later. And then they talk to the father, right? Because oh, yeah. you have to talk to the family. Well, he was their coach. I just, yeah. And I just hope you're a raving lunatic during you know that interview. Was, just like, red faced. Just. <laughs> well, I tell them, just like I tell them every day, they're not good enough. <laughs> you know me so well. You know me so well. Speaking of dribble, dribble, bounce, bounce, I think you were trying to refer to what's happening later today. The NBA. Couple hours. I know. But that's still later. If it was one minute from now, guess what? It'd be later today. 
It's true. We have four, four games in the NBA, and all of them are not artificial, created, play-in, postseason, not quite playoff scenarios. These are actual playoff games. These are the start of series. It's very exciting. Do you want to talk about it next? Yes. Because I've got a poignant question that I need you to make a prediction on. Oh, okay. And we'll do that to start things off. This is a show we call The Center and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Sinner and the St. Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Right, I'm Luke Anderson. That's Will Darkins right there. I'm pointing at him. You can't see it because it's radio. But I am. Trust me. Two fingers. Yeah, there's two. Doing that. Uh, NBA playoffs. Kickoff today. Tip-off. Right? Not kickoff. They don't kick in the... What am I, stupid? You can kick the ball, though it is a foul. Well, that's not a foul. You don't yeah, get, it is. You don't get a personal foul. It's foul. No, it's a violation. It's not a foul. It's a, a flag. Yeah, a red card. Yellow get card? That, <laughs> get that red card. Yeah. Yeah, the other sport, you can't use your hands. This sport, you can't use your feet. So weird. Uh, kicks off Nets. Sixers are the uh, first in action. That's a 10 o'clock tip. It's coming up right around the corner. We've got uh, Hawks, Celtics, Knicks, Cavaliers, Warriors, Kings today as your nightcap. And then tomorrow, more basketball action, which we're very excited about. Why is my, what did my computer just do? Um, it pooped on itself. Uh, tomorrow, Lakers, Grizzlies start things off. I know you're excited about that one. Heat Bucks, Clippers, Suns, Timberwolves, Nuggets. Yeah. So looking at some uh, NBA history for you. In the since 2012, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant have been part of each NBA championship except one, Giannis. Yeah. 
So my question for you, now that we're in the 2020s, 2010s dominated by those players, do you expect an old guy-led team or a young guy-led team to win the championship? This season? This season. Mm, Mix of both. I would say you'd find your medium-aged team, and uh, this is why I am going to at least right now. Medium-aged team? Well, I'm saying I'm saying is it led by one of the old guys, Durant and Chris Paul in Phoenix, LeBron James in in Los Angeles, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are seasoned also in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. or if you look at uh, the... uh, Warriors, the defending champs, the Golden State Warriors. Oh, Those see, are my four even, old guy teams. You're not even looking at the East. I'm not looking at the East. No, you're the Jimmy Boston Butler. Celtics. They're your, not old guys. The they're, Boston Celtics. You're in. Oh, uh, they're not as young as you think. You Real. would be forgiven that J- Jason Tatum's been in the league for a little while. He's 25 years old. Man, that's he's, a medium he's, age. He's, he's under. He's under 30. I'm well, saying I'm putting I'm putting Giannis at 28 still as a young guy leading his team. I'm putting Jalen Brown, and I know he's been in the league. I know he's I got a past 30. You're considered old, old. Yeah, yeah. That's so what I'm right saying. in the middle. You get that's in the league fine. at what 19? Yeah. Okay. Really though. Are you, so you're not picking the Kings, is what you're telling me. I'm not picking the Kings. I'm picking the Celtics to come out of the East at least Ooh, in this respect, okay. just because of the fact that I think they're going to have an easier road. Uh, of course, in the first round, the Hawks. Uh, I just. But if you I had, don't believe okay, in I, it, I guess. Know? I guess here's my yeah. question though about because if the Celtics win, the reason I say that they're a young team mm. is they win now, you can see the Celtics back for a handful of years, right? There's no perhaps. Reason. Well, I mean, per, of course, perhaps. There's, but the, the the age that they are now, assuming yeah. that they keep the team together, which mm. when you win a championship, why would Jalen Brown now be disgruntled and ready to leave if those are the rumors that are happening? If they bow out early. Does James Harden leave uh, Philadelphia? That might be an old guy team. Uh, does James Harden leave Philadelphia if they win a championship? Probably not. I know he wants to go back to Houston. His mom is sick, all of that. But you win a championship, you want to go back and try to repeat. It feels like the tenor of the NBA. But I see a team like the Celtics, I see them winning or at least putting themselves at a chance to win a few if they win this year. Right. And so I would disagree with you in that because I think in the NBA to win a few championships, um, and it's been proven exactly how you started this segment because you listed off about four or five guys that were able to be in the championship within a decade. You need a trans, a transformational player, a player that absolutely turns your franchise upside down. I don't think that's Jason Tatum, to be quite honest, because when you've taken Jalen Brown out of the equation, that team becomes incredibly average, which is what's making this so intriguing that he wants to leave or quote unquote wants to leave. And so really the only player right now that I think completely upends a franchise and makes them something totally different is Giannis. Yeah. And I would say that if the Bucks could win uh, this season, then you start talking about the idea that, yeah, they might start dominating this decade because of the fact that, one... Well, they already have one. <laughs> yeah, they already have one, but then also you're going to be able to keep Giannis in that position for quite a while because he's already uh, signed his extension, so he's still going to be there for a long time, and it would ensure he'd probably stay there for his career, or at least as long as they would have him. Yep. And then you would also start to have this idea that you could start gathering other assets around him, people that would actually want to come to this smaller or what you might consider a mid-tier market uh, to come play with him because Chris Middleton is somewhat aging. Drew Holiday is aging uh, quite a bit. So that's where I would point 
this whole conversation. Now, if you wanted to look at the West Coast, dude, I don't know what to make of it, quite honestly. I know. The West. The Western Conference is kind this of like so your number one overall seed is the Milwaukee Bucks. The number two overall seed is going to be your Denver Nuggets. Yeah. That's a young team. That's a team. Well, no. Denver's a one seed. Denver's a one. I know, but they're in the entire playoffs. Oh, I they're see. the Western Conference one yeah, yeah. seed. But the Bucks have a better record. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so the the Nuggets, that's a young team. That's a team that hasn't been there before. They've got a lot of they've got a lot of momentum if they win this championship. Where you go, oh man, they're going to come in as a favorite yeah. every year for a couple years, mm. assuming that they stay healthy. And but Jokic is is one of those guys that he's not as flashy as Giannis, but he's pretty transformational. Oh my gosh! Well, and if he did, de- I don't think he'll win MVP. I think it'll probably be Embiid. But yeah, if he did agree. win a third straight, you. Put him in conversations with dude's last name Bird, yep. which isn't, you know, it's that's unheard of. That to compare somebody like Larry Bird to uh, uh, Jokic is kind of interesting, just because of the fact that Larry Bird was a cultural phenomena for sure. the NBA. The fact that he and Magic Johnson were basically in a rivalry saved the NBA in the 1980s, which then was elevated by Michael Jordan. Jokic. I couldn't tell you what the hell he's into at well, all. I, I don't hear him talk ever. I, I can tell you what he's into. You know what he's into? Horse racing. Is that true? That's 100% true. The guy owns horses. That's weird. And when he's not playing basketball, <laughs> he thinks about horse racing. Let me ask you a follow-up question to your Larry Bird Magic Johnson. Good or bad for the NBA if the next decade is Nikola Jokic versus Giannis Antetokounmpo in the finals every year. That is hardly the Midwestern breadbasket battle that was Indiana State, Michigan State into Celtics Lakers. This would be the Denver Nuggets led by a Serbian and the uh the a Gre- Serbian the Greek freak leading Milwaukee. Is that good or bad for the NBA? Uh, it's good for the NBA. It doesn't really matter at this point, I don't think. Doesn't think, matter. Doesn't matter no, that they're non-American stars, and no. doesn't matter that they're both in small markets. No, because I think the game has changed at this point, and I would consider Denver a larger market. Um, yeah, but, but it's, like I, I, I think that the league is at a different point. You know, the the rivalry you're talking about with Larry Bird and yep. uh, Magic Johnson, it, it's at a completely different context because, quite honestly, again. The NBA was struggling mightily before the 1980s yeah. because they were having games played on uh, a delay. Tape Redo, delay. Yep. Yeah, tape yep. delayed games. It was so pathetic. And so the rivalry, more than anything else, kind of sparked everybody's interest in it. Now, well, the, the NBA is started so... in college, though, and then they go to opposite right. coasts. But the NBA now is so, uh, its appeal and interest is so omnipresent. Like everybody in the world, it's a global game. And so yeah. it doesn't really matter who you got going to the finals every year against each other, I, I think people are going to be interested. I think as an NBA market, I think we overvalue the impact the NBA has outside of the local markets. The Portland Trailblazers mm. are out of it. This is the first time in a long time where we get to look at the the playoff landscape and go, I don't really have a rooting interest. Blazers fans right now are looking around the league and picking their teams, and there's a whole other symptom uh, of, of that that is uh, discouraging, but we can talk about that. And Actually, you know, we'll talk about it next, but I think it, it illustrates this point, where we don't watch that much basketball on a national scale. And, 
and what we'll do is we'll take a sports center uh update here oh. and i will but I, but i will give you evidence of that cuz i oh. want to i want to get your rebut to this cuz there's something that i saw and heard this week that the nba is nowhere near the national product that you think it is and i think i think it could be detrimental where you have and i know denver is not a small market it's a big market in the middle of nowhere though that is it is denver is an island uh, other than uh, i know in the nfl other than seattle there's nobody that is farther between another nba or a nfl city and the NBA does not have Kansas City. I know they have Oklahoma City, but they don't have, you know, these these other teams that outlie. Those Rocky Mountain teams, Utah and Denver, yeah, they're big cities, but there's not a lot around them. So I think I think it does kind of fall into that small market area where you feel a little bit isolated. But I want to give you uh, I want to give you my other perspective that I have after the play-in games and see if you agree. But first, the sports interrupted. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And Will Darkens on 1080 The Fan. How much of the NBA play-in tournament did you, did you watch, young man? Uh, quite a bit. Yeah, that Thunder Pels game was awesome. It was. It was really, really entertaining, dude. I love me some Josh Giddy. I've I been know talking you do. about. No, oh, he's so frigging good, dude. Well, he is he a, wasn't, wasn't good last night. He is a more well after putting up, I think, thirty-one and. Yeah, well, yeah, Eight but in six, like I, I knew they'd lose that game, by the way, because it was like they've literally threw everything into that Pels game, and then you could tell from like five yeah. minutes on, I was like, oh yeah. The well, and then and then the Timberwolves adding Rudy Gobert back yeah. to the lineup makes a big difference. Too much but, size, but what? Here's the thing that got me about the play-in tournament. The NBA, and you'll see this in the playoffs. This happens all the time. The Lakers are going to get blown out by the Memphis Grizzlies by twenty in one of the games. And they're going to bounce right back and probably win the next game. It happens all the time where teams have these big swings where they kind of pull the shoot on a game going, oh, we're not going to get this one. Let's conserve some energy and come back. Uh, almost exactly to your point where you were saying, if you put everything you have into one game, the next game's probably not going to have the result that you want. But these are playing games. They're, they're win or go home, at least the 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 first game. Mm. or I'm sorry, the second and the third game. Yeah. Uh, and the win and you're in is, is a great element to it. But the Lakers-Timberwolves game was tough to watch at the end. It was a really uh, good game all the way barf. through, but at the end it was awful. So bad. And then the stupid Schroeder and LeBron James ice in the veins. Oh, like, that's the Angela Russell thing. Knock it off. But what what it, what I found from watching those games, and I watched a, I watched a fair amount. I watched the a fourth quarter of, of most of the games, and I watched most of the... That's why the end of the Lakers-T-Wolves was so bad, because I watched most of that game, and then I watched most of the, the Pelicans-Thunder uh, game the next night. Yeah. But what the sense that I got from listening to local and national media, it feels like a lot of these guys commenting on these games... We're watching these teams for the first time. You mean the local media? 
the local especially, yeah. But even some of the national media, like like you're hearing a lot of predictions for the Lakers and what they're going to do. And the only reference point is, well, if you saw what happened on Thursday night or uh, what happened on Wednesday night, you can tell that they just don't have the legs to continue the way that they played bad at the end of that game. This one game. Like, if you're not, like, LeBron James has a 20-year career that you can go back to, and in big moments, you can see that that guy could step up and do things. And the way Anthony Davis is playing, I need a little more reference point than that one game against the Timberwolves. Oh, I can give it to you. you I know that you oh, can. okay. I'm not asking for it, because there's you some people the local that... media guy. Yeah, but you know what? you got to play in the moment, and I think that that's the thing. When, you, when, you're ta- when you're talking about local media, and we do this all the time with the Trailblazers, and I'm sure you're going to lead in uh, uh, with this, but that, like... We do this, and this is why I've been sounding the horn for so long about this team. Even at the start of the Neil Olshay thing, and then once they started to get a little bit of success, I go, dude, just watch. They're going to do the same thing over and over again because I have precedent for it. Sure. And not a lot changes in the NBA. Yeah. It just kind of does it. It takes a while for things to maturate and change. There's some outliers, the Bucks winning the NBA title, but things usually kind of stay the same for quite a long time. Well, there well, and the thing is the Bucks winning the title, it was two years ago. Yeah. It wasn't like if they and they were and they had Chris Middleton hurt for the playoff run last year. Yeah. So the fact that they didn't make it last year isn't all that surprising. Yeah. The 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 NBA reactions are in the moment. After that last game, I saw this, therefore mm. I think this. The actual movement, and you and I have talked about it on the show a lot, the actual changes in the in the NBA are glacial. It's it's you have a team that is good enough to make a run, they're gonna be around for a while. You have a team, Portland Trailblazers, that can't figure out the formula to get into the top three or four, the guys that actually have a chance to win a championship, you end up being stagnant for a decade Mm. and if you're one of those bad teams the idea that the oklahoma city thunder have arrived because they won the 9 10 game is bonkers to me oh really yes hey i don't think that's the proof no i'm not saying it's either way i i I just need a bigger sample size they were 16 games better than they were last year yeah that's amazing no, it's not. A 16-game difference? They yes. were awful the year before. They've got an all-NBA player in Shea Gilgis Alexander, and they got a little bit better. The fact that they get Chet back next year, it's it's all Dude, good. a 16-game swing is huge in the NBA. That's like a massive step. And the fact that it you get a, into a play-in, and then you it's, win a play-in, and then you win a play-in on the road, that that's a really... and. I think this is where you're kind a of... A game. It's a game. The, they it's have a not game. arrived. They're not even in the playoffs. It's a game, but you have to understand where they're starting from. And this is why I've always, and I was going to bring this up with you too, because you love to point the thunder out of like, what, you want to be the thunder and tank and get all these draft picks? Hell yeah, I do, because look what they did. What did they do? They're not even in the playoffs. They won 16 games from the year before. Mm -hmm. They have developed Josh Giddy far more. Sure. They still have Chet Holmgren to see what happens with them. They still have, yes. and I loved it during that game. They put up the uh, graphic of how many more draft, first-round draft picks they have, they have in the coming years. They have 15 over the next five and years. And it keeps getting better and better. Things are continuing to look up and up for this team. No, no, yes. no. There's not a pattern. There is no pattern. 
One year does not dictate a pattern. Yes, they're getting better from being the worst team in the NBA, but until they get up the, in the playoffs and actually win a series, there's no indication to me that they have their best player is Shea Gilgis Alexander. Josh Giddy, their second best player, right? Are either of those guys, as you described it, those guys that are transformational for a team like Giannis? I would say you don't know yet. That's exactly right. You don't know yet. Are they interesting? Yes. Are the Kings interesting? Yes. Let's see what they do in the playoffs. Oh, the Kings man. are the biggest three-seed underdog. Dude, you're saying this while we've missed the playoffs two years in a row. Yeah. Oh. What? What, are you, what are you talking about? Because this is your argument every single time with teams that like do this, that either like tank or like try to reform a team okay. and everything. As you say, it's like... Tell me the team that has tanked and won a championship in the NBA. Okay. Tell me how the Portland Trailblazers have done with Damian Lillard at the helm. They made and it won to a, a Western Conference Finals. Did they win a championship? No, they have not. Oh, have they Did, been am to I, one? Am I, am I making the argument that the Blazers have done have everything right? Have they gotten right? worse from that point? Have, have I made the argument ever on this show that the Blazers have done everything right? You Don't compare them to the Blazers. Tell me a team that has tanked, bottomed out, got a top pick, and turned it into a championship. There isn't really one. Okay. So the idea that the Thunder have have dramatically changed their fortunes by by securing all of these early round picks, there's no question about it. Mm. And I'd love to see it work. Just don't try to sell me that winning one of the games in the play-on tournament and getting busted in the second one is their arrival party. Mm. I'm saying next year, they, if they're 16 games better next year, that's a pattern. And they're a three seed, and they go out and they make it to the West. Yes, I'm all in on that. The The Sacramento Kings are a more interesting story than the Oklahoma City Thunder. But because the first time you watch them, they beat a Pelicans team that didn't have their best player is not an arrival party. That, to me, is ridiculous. Are they interesting? Yes. Do they have some great young talent? Yes. Do they get their number two overall pick back next year? Yes. I'll keep an eye on the Oklahoma City Thunder next year. But don't tell me that they've done everything perfectly right so far, and this is a sign that in three years they're winning a championship. If they do, fantastic. But winning the 10-9 game is not that sign. Mm. Let's see what they do next year. I hope they get better. I hope Chet is great. It'd be really fun. I enjoyed watching the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they they whooped up on the Blazers this year, especially Gilgis Alexander. He torched them, especially at the end of games. They're a very interesting team. What happens from here? I'd love to see if it works. But the, you cannot cite precedent that this has been the formula to win championships. Mm. You just can't. There is no team that went and went, we just got a bunch of early draft picks, and that's how we built the team. It's winning it with superstars, those transformational players that you pointed out in the first segment. You get a guy like Giannis. He becomes otherworldly. There's your championship. Dirk has enough left in the tank and a good enough supporting cast. There's a championship. Or you have LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard. We just talked about it. I think the reason that I am more towards the side of rooting on what the Thunder are doing. I'm not rooting against them. Just don't tell me that they've arrived. Now, again, Is that fair? I'm saying this because I wish the Trailblazers would have pulled the trigger on doing what the Thunder did like three years ago. Sure. But then you I would do. have to live through the mess. Dude, what we're living through right now is pathetic. Why? This, Why? This last season was one of the most pathetic we've had 
Okay. It really was. So, it was the fact that we had so much build up to we got Jeremy Grant now. It's yeah. the perfect running mate. And what makes it more depressing is the fact that this story, this if we just get one dude that can run with Damian Lillard who's a forward that ooh, plays really well, ooh. then we'll be able to like really get his potential out. And it didn't work. It okay. didn't frigging work. So you're and so, now we're so at now, a point where it's like, no. oh my gosh, we've been doing the same thing for how many years, and it's getting worse. What? Is, what how was it the same as the Neil O'Shea era? This is what I don't understand. How was this year the same thing? Because you went into the trade deadline and you said to yourself, "I'm going to go get a player who's I'm wording it here, really going to be great, really whatever." Or the oh, off season, I'm going to get somebody who's going to. Elevate our team. We haven't and then gotten. It doesn't to, happen. We haven't gotten to the off season. The player, I'm talking about the last off season I, when we got Grant. Grant was a good addition to the team. It, no, I don't remember anybody going. That's the championship piece. The, the at the trade deadline, the Toronto Raptors were act, asking for three first round picks for OG Ananobi. Three first round picks and a player for OG Ananobi. If the Blazers made that move, would you have, would you have applauded? Way no. To, way to go out and get something. No. The I would have said, give me draft picks instead. Sure. And and if the Blazers decide that they're going to get rid of Damian Lillard this this offseason, you think that his, his value has dropped? Because with CJ, by the time Neil O'Shea was ousted, CJ's value and his contract had become basically worthless on the trade market because nobody really wanted him. Illustrated in the playing games of why nobody really wanted him. Is CJ is meh. But when his value was the highest, what did Neil O'Shea do? He said, I love this guy. This is my guy. And he's he's a foundational piece. The same thing he said about Zach Collins. And and Neil O'Shea was the guy that got nothing in return for Lamarcus Aldridge. Joe Cronin has been on the job for what, 18 months? Mm-hmm. This will be his second offseason. Mm-hmm. If Jeremy Grant was what he did in the first offseason and he's got better pieces now, shape, uh-huh. you're telling me he doesn't have better trade assets right now than what he had last year. You're telling me a potential oh, fifth top four pick. It, it, but see, that, that's what I'm trying to tell you is that like, I, I, I'm not, a, I'm not even on that train anymore. I'm not the, I'm not, I'm not the like trade to help Dame at this point. Dude, you've done everything. No, you have not. Yes, you have. You've done everything you've within done, your power. You've done name everything. Me, name me realistically who you're going to get in, in, in the off season. Uh, realistically, Mikel Bridges. Mikel Bridges. Yes. You think Mikel Bridges, who right now is being suspended by the NBA not, not, and no, fined. No, no. Uh, that's the other Bridges. That's, Which Bridges are guy? you talking about? The guy in Brooklyn. What's his name? That's Mikel Bridges. Yeah, no, the other guy's in Charlotte. The other Bridges. Michael? Is it? Yeah, the wrong, you're, you have the wrong Bridges. Which Bridges are you talking about? The one in Brooklyn. I'm pretty sure that's the guy, right? No, that guy is in Charlotte. Uh, Mikhail. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, is it? Yes. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't yes. it? Yes. You have the wrong Bridges. A lot of Bridges. <laughs> There's two Bridges. Uh, okay, well, that's cool, day. but yeah, he's not really going to help. Why not? What? Dude, are he's, you serious? He's a defensive way. That can score. Oh, nice. Yeah, like Jeremy you, Grant? You said realistic. Do you want me to say that they're going to get you? Oh, they're going to go out and get Joel that will actually help Damian Lillard get better than yes. they were the past two years. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Then who do you have? Who do you have? I have, have no Nobody. one because I, I look at the up. list I and I go. I up. Will Dark it's so no, hard. I literally look at the list and I go, can't get him. Can't get him. Can't get okay. him. Won't be able to get him. And then the last solution I come to is going, I think you kind of need to blow this up. Because nothing works anymore. It just won't. 
You, you and can, dude, we can have this same conversation in like a year or two years, and like we will mi- keep missing the playoffs. And I'll just keep saying again, I'll go, well, now we're two more years removed from getting as much trade value as we can from Damian Lillard. Now we're here. Because if you think you're going to make the playoffs next year, that's frigging hilarious. Mikel Bridges, six foot six plus defender, uh, right now averaging 20 points a game, four rebounds, three assists, shoots 46% from the field. That's a good piece. You're telling me that doesn't make the team better. You don't? Okay, it's fine. Okay. I just don't. All right. I literally don't think anything. You don't think anything will make the team better? Then there's no Kevin Durant. Then there's. There you go. Seriously, you that's think it. Kevin Durant's available, and, and that's why I say yeah. everything realistic that you could do will not make it better. Will James Harden make that team better? I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I'd take the shot because at this point, I don't know what the hell does help. Do you, are you still on the Ben Simmons train? Ben, <laughs> no, <laughs> I was quite wrong about that. Okay, but um, no, but, I mean, but, if you but, just look at the free agents and you look, and I think that's what's bothered me about this whole thing of like everybody talking about, um, everybody talking about them having like all these assets coming in and them building it up, building up. I was just kind of like, well, what the hell are you building for? You're literally not going to be able to sign anybody and you're not going to trade for anyone because one, nobody wants to come here. They really don't. You, I think you should start admitting that is that nobody really wants to come here. I think the reason Jeremy Grant likes to come here is because they were offering him a lot of money. And then once he started to see the taxes and started to see the market outside, right. he goes, well, I don't want to commit to too much. I mean, I like it here, but I, I don't want to commit to a lot. He, he I, I just, okay. It's just seeming more and more unrealistic. It, it, okay. Here, here, here's your argument is that nothing will work except for starting completely over. Yes. Then there's no arguing with you. Like you're set, you, you've 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 decided that that's the only way forward, when nobody has ever proven that that works, and I'm not going to get you off that point, but there are there are trade pieces in Ant and Shaden Sharp that are at least intriguing. Will you admit that to other teams? Uh, to other teams for players that like if, will so- will keep the team at the same quality, yes. You're telling me a young team wouldn't be interested in Shaden Sharp. Somebody that, that is in rebuild mode wouldn't look at Shaden or Ant and go, yeah, that's somebody that we could use as a piece of a team that looks a lot like Oklahoma City. What player on that team you just described would actually make them significantly so, better? So here are the teams that could potentially be looking to rebuild. Toronto, who okay. who just lost in the, in the play-in. Yeah. Miami, if they get ousted quickly. And mm-hmm. and uh, the 76ers, if they get ousted quickly, right? So those right. are some teams that are that are veteran laden teams that might be looking to rebuild. Yeah, Bam Adebayo, uh, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi. If those players are available and they decide to go into rebuild mode, they're not going to look at Ant or Shaden Sharp or the number. Let's say the worst case scenario. Well, not worst case scenario because they could drop, but the the odds are that the Blazers have a fifth pick. If you could get one of those two guys or both of those two guys and a fifth overall pick, and you're trying to rebuild, you wouldn't be interested. Wait, I get the fifth overall pick? The Blazers have the fifth overall pick, and they're trading it for... I think you're for... probably trading that fifth overall pick for I'm those saying. players. That's With those players to get somebody that, that is significant from one of those teams. Bam out of Bayou. Yeah, no. No? It, the, the Miami would be like, it, it will, pound sand. I think they'll take it, but again, I'm telling okay. you, All right. it will, at best, marginally help. Okay. You might make the play-in at that point. <laughs> I really, And All that's right. the thing. I think there's a lot of fans out there that hold this opinion that you have. I think they really think this team is a lot better than it really is. 
I told you at the beginning of the season. They're really good. They need to make market and I, changes. And as it went on, I was just like, dude, this team is garbage. All right. They just are. And there's no and, helping them. Well, I mean, <laughs> again, blow it up. Fire your coach, perhaps. Because right. he, he doesn't seem to know what the hell's going on. All right. Well, His best advice is to toughen up. I don't know All right. well, what that's about. I think you've made your point very clear. I just, man. It, it is, it's hopeless. It's uh, hopeless in the Rose City. If you are a Blazers fan and you're listening to this, just start burning your stuff right now. Get a, get a Timbers jersey or a Thorns jersey and move on. The Blazers will never win a championship, and Dame needs to get out of town right now. Start packing your stuff, Dame Dalla. Will doesn't want anything to do with you. You have no chance. Start packing your stuff. Pack your crap and leave. Time to get to good versus evil. We do that next. Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. In prison, dinner was always a big thing. We had a pasta course, and then we had a meat or a fish. Paulie did the prep work. He was doing a year for contempt, and he had this wonderful system for doing the garlic. He used a razor and he used to slice it so thin that it used to liquefy in the pan with just a little oil. It's a very good system. As you can hear, it's a good fellow's line, so it's a baseball story. Yes, it is. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays tied the MLB record for the hottest start since 1884. Tampa Bay beat the Red Sox for fourth straight day and went 13-0 overall. That matched the historically hot starts of the 82 Braves and 87 Brewers. Should, of course, be noted, the streak ended last night in a loss to the Blue Jays. Are you convinced the Rays are actually good? The Rays have been good for a long time. It's uh, uh, very unfortunate that the Rays have no fan support and they have one of the worst stadiums in baseball because they've been good for a long time. And they've done it kind of in the same fashion where they, they let some of their you know big money players go and they keep building through the farm system. The Rays are good. They have been good. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they continued the hot start uh, on into a great season. Uh, they have had some injuries of late, which can uh, contribute to you know uh, their record kind of going south a little bit. But, yeah, no, they're good, and they're going to be good. Extra playoff spots can give them a chance at the end of the season, I would suspect, to, to compete for the American League. All right, got to move to the favorite story because you just would not shut up about yes, negativity. Yes, I would not shut up. <laughs> All right, this one comes from the world of health foods. Oh, good. So you know I'm into it. Yep. Shouldn't be into this one, though. Your headline reads, Trendy raw water source under bird's nest sparks a diarrhea outbreak. I'm going to need a little more information on that. Raw (laughs) water, is that a thing that people are intrigued by? 19 people fell ill with a diarrheal disease in Montana last year after drinking untreated water that many believe to be from the natural spring, but which was, in fact, just right from under a uh, bird's nest. Gross. One person was hospitalized in the outbreak, which ended only after authorities diverted the water source. So these are people, I want to, I need more information about the raw water is this a movement where it's like i don't trust anything unless god made it 
Uh, yeah, you're exactly right. <laughs> Proponents have argued that raw water avoids undesirable components of municipal water, which they identify as disinfectants, fluorides, imaginary quote-unquote mind-controlled drugs, yep. traces okay. of pharmaceuticals, yep. and heavy metals such as those in lead pipes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So they're poisoning our water, so I'm going to go and get the, the good natural stuff right out of a bird's butt. Uh, they also suggest without evidence the raw water can contain unique probiotics and other natural minerals oh, and compounds yeah. that improve your health. Yeah. can also contain bird turds. <laughs> Jeez. I'm getting like a, I'm getting a, just a Susan of Robin crap. You know, a real minerally taste yeah. here. Yeah. Um, Tastes like a hawk dookied in it this is nice i do love these people that do this because their argument is basically that like there's too many chemicals in the world right yeah. oh yeah uh that are like making people sick today yep and my argument is always like can you point to me w whatever you're doing back in olden days yep. trying to recreate yep. can you tell me what the life expectancy was back then sure right so drinking untreated water i'm gonna guess it was around 30 Right. <laughs> like today we have like yeah. things that clean water to make you live up to whatever. Yeah. So anytime anybody ever does these things of like, I want to live a raw lifestyle. Like, why can't we just live like we did back in like the 18 or 1700s? Yeah, no. Cause you died of dysentery. <laughs> I, I just like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Well, it's, it's the, the idea that the world was a better place uh, at any point is I think a flawed belief. Uh, <laughs> right, right now I can look up on my cell phone, a past time and somebody will give me a perspective that it was great. Uh, but again, they didn't have cell phones that could look up any of that information. Yeah. They were just confined to their little stories. And, and, there was so many illiterate people that the only people that really wrote about it were the people that probably had a pretty good life because they were taught how to read and lived in probably the better conditions of their time. And they wrote these wonderful stories about how great things are right now because I'm not one of the peasants. What really? do you think, like, how long do you think it took them to realize it was the water? Because, you know, there was probably a good, like, day of denial. Like, no, 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 it was something I ate. Yeah, well, <laughs> here's the thing is... Is when you say that one, it was 19 people. And 19 people with explosive diarrhea. And one of them went to the doctor. Just imagine, <laughs> just imagine how reluctant that person was to go and how uncooperative they were when they got there. So picture the 19 people that are drinking this raw water because yeah. put too many chemicals in my water. So picture the profile, put them in your head, make yeah. a male or female, young and old, whatever you want to oh, do. I got an image. Okay. Now those people all get real sick. The <laughs> fact that it's been reported on, like they were pretty sick. Now one of them got so sick, he's like, I think I have to go to the doctor. And everybody's like, don't go to the doctor. You know what they're going to do is they're going to put a chip in you. So think of how that conversation went. And then they go, tell me what you ate. And they go, why does that matter? Can you imagine? Like, just run through that. Do that little teleplay yeah. in your brain and tell me how entertaining that is. Like, uh, like, it's like, can you just just give me a rundown of what you've ingested in the last 24 hours? Well, I had eggs. No, no, and... no, no, no. That's none of your business. Yeah. They're defying about it. Yeah. What's that going to do to help you figure out what's wrong with my tum-tum? Yeah. Honey, get me my creek water. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, have you been drinking that no. this whole time? Yeah. I'm going to guess You it's know that. raccoons poop in the water. <laughs> You ever heard of beaver fever, young man? I think you got a little bit of that. 
I wish we could Episode go back. one of Raw Water. Yeah. Coming soon to a podcast near you hosted by Will Darkens. I wish we could go back in a time where you were living in log yes. cabins. Oh, you mean like when I'd go out and a bear would eat me? <laughs> no, nah, boy, I really wish that was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm, I want to go back to the time before toilet paper. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. People were a lot healthier when they just wiped with the bark of a tree. No, they weren't. No. No, they weren't. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's your Good versus Evil. It's brought to you by our friends at 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. If you want to try their food so you can see how delicious it really is, simple. Just go onto their website, order online, pick up at Woodstock or Burnside. The website's easy, A-T-E-O-H-A-T-E. Uh, and uh, I could not recommend it higher. It's delicious. And you know what you should do when you're there? Get one of those uh, Mai Tais. Or uh, we had the uh, Surfing Bastard the other day. Woo-hoo-hoo! That's a good one, too. Uh, 808, Burnside, Woodstock. Uh, that was your good versus evil. Next, we need to talk some baseball because Will loves baseball. We'll do that in hour two of The Center and the Saint right here on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 